Good morning. We're continuing our series in the book of Ephesians, a book I reckon you can't speed read. And our reading this morning comes from chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is God's word. Thank you for that reading. My name is Jody. I am not a pastor here. And by the way, that is my real name. I have a title as well. It goes by Lois's husband. So you may know me by <laughs> Lois's husband. Anyway, happy Mother's Day if you are a mother. Have anyone have breakfast in bed? Oh, oh, excellent, excellent. Okay. Maybe some people are going out to lunch or dinner. That would be great. If you're a mom, do not work today. Okay, just refuse. Now, my mother, she is 92, and she grew up in a sugarcane plantation in Hawaii, and she has seven sisters and one brother, and they had nothing but work. They worked a lot. This was many years ago, and Hawaii wasn't such a tourist destination. And it was a few years ago, my daughter and I, we were at home in California, and we wanted to record their stories, my parents' stories. And so I, we, you know, where they're telling us these amazing stories. And I said, Mom, what, what did you do when you didn't work? And she said, we worked. And I said, no, 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 no. What did you do for fun? She said, we worked. All we had was work. And uh, maybe that's a little bit how your parents or grandparents were like. My dad was no different. He was a total workaholic. We never took holidays. When there was a holiday, because he was a blue-collar worker, he was a butcher, he would 
volunteer to work because he would get time and a half or double time pay. And so we never went out for these great holidays. My parents' generation was the working generation. Do you know people like that? Some people are in this room are exactly like that. But now we live in Sydney, my, uh, my wife and my kids and I. And so I've learned to relax because, you know, I've become workaholic as well, watching my parents. Just a few weeks ago, I was at Monavale Beach. Sydney has these amazing beaches. I was on the sand, had my lunch, and there I was just in wonderful Sydney with my pen and my paper working on this message, actually. So maybe, uh, maybe we're hopeless. Yeah, the Japanese are kind of hopeless. Work isn't bad. After all, Adam and Eve, before they fell, unfortunately, what were they doing? They were working. Back then, work was good. It was all good. Tragically, they fell to sin, and work became toil. And toil is unsatisfying work, not being satisfied. Today, I want to talk about the relationship with, of work and salvation. And I'm thankful that I get this opportunity to speak on this amazing passage where we talks about grace and works. So let's pray. Father God, thank you that you have blessed us with Jesus to come and take away the toil. Yet we still toil on earth, but Lord, you have given us a way through grace, to have a relationship with you. And so I just pray that this message can speak to all of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at three aspects of work. Dead works, evil works, and good works. We're going to start with dead works. In Ephesians, it starts out with explaining our natural condition. It sounds harsh, but the Bible does explain that we're kind of like zombies. We're spiritually dead, yet physically alive. In the first chapter of Ephesians, which you probably heard last week, it was Paul talking about all the great things we have in Christ, in Christ, in him, in him, over and over. You may have read that or been here last week. But in chapter 2, Paul talks about what we were like before we were Christians. What was it like before we were regenerated? He says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. As for you, he's talking specifically to Gentile Christians. But then we can see soon after that, he says, all of us, referring to the Jews as well, because Paul was a Jewish believer. So what is he saying? He's saying, whether you start out Jews or Gentiles, we all started in this condition, spiritually dead, spiritually dead because of our transgressions and sins. I don't watch that much television, but one TV show I do like, okay? It's on that blokey channel, Mate. I like Bondi Rescue. Do you like Bondi Rescue? Now, I work with, if you know me, I work with international students in ministry. And so it's not that I like to watch uh, tourists, you know, foreign tourists drown. That's not the reason I like it. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, no, no, no. But it's that aspect of this teamwork, this team of guys and women going out to save people. Just amazing. And most people that they rescue can swim, but they get caught in the breakers and all that, and they go down. What if you couldn't swim, okay? What if you couldn't swim and you fell into the ocean by accident? Would you be able to save yourself? Maybe by accident, you know, you could pull out a few good strokes 
But try as you might, the end would be, we would be finding you at the bottom of the ocean. In the same way, someone who's dead in their sins can't do anything to save themselves. They try to be good enough, but the efforts are basically dead works because nothing you can do can save you from the problem of sin. And yet this is the common belief all, all over the world, same. People feel like, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. What are some of the things that people say is good enough? Well, uh, helping the poor. If my good outweighs the bad. And these days, it's, as long as you're not Hitler, you're okay, right? He seems to be the standard. But we, we weigh ourselves compared to someone else. I'm not as bad as this person. And somehow that's good enough. And so we have this aspect of we're able to boast about it. Now the Bible says, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. This is really one of the greatest passages in the Bible. I just love this passage because it makes it so clear what Jesus did. What is the gospel? It is found right here. But we often focus just on the first part, saved by grace. We don't usually focus too much on the boasting part. So that's what I want to take us... Imagine, this is heaven, okay? What do you think? Not too bad. Ah. And we're in a TV show called I Made It. You're the studio audience, okay? And where an angel comes to interview some new arrivals. Is this on? I'm the angel. Sorry, the wings are a little bit shabby. So welcome to I Made It. Applause. Oh, we have two arrivals here. Welcome. Glad you're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look better. Actually, how did, you, how did you die and how did you get here? Uh, look, I had this really creative idea for a church service. It was involved pegs and fishing wire. And someone said, I reckon those things are in the youth cupboard. Now, I don't know what they'd packed in there or what was in there, but the last thing I remember is opening that door and then here I am. Oh. <laughs> That's rough. Okay, and then how did you get here? Because this is the place of getting here by your own efforts. Okay, I made it. Oh, yeah. So one of the things I made sure I worked really hard at it is, I mean, I know Jesus says you really shouldn't be angry at people. So every time I was angry at someone, I made sure I felt really sad about it afterwards. Okay. That's not that great. I don't know. How about you? What did you do to get here? Well, I was also at the church service when Travis was getting ready uh, for the uh, creative um, response activity, and I happened to walk into the storeroom, and I saw Travis, and I was so shocked that I just had a heart attack, and I just, I just fell. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. And what did you do to get here? Well, I'm a pastor's kid, so by osmosis, I, um, you know, I heard a lot about Jesus, and I... By osmosis, dad's a pastor, so I became a Christian. I worked on the overhead projector as a kid. Um, I used to hand out the, the um, communion. So I've had a real life of service for Jesus. Wow. What do you think about that? I mean, look, being a pastor's kid is okay. Being a pastor, though, like, come on, that's got to be, <laughs> that's got to trump that. I've taken some hits for the kingdom, all right? Sacrifice for the Lord. There was this one day at youth group where they blended up a Happy Meal and made me eat it. 
Yeah, for the kingdom, my friends. Okay, well, I think that's all the time we have for I Made It. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wow, that was exciting, wasn't it? Okay. Would you enjoy an eternity in that kind of a space? Okay. If we can get to heaven by our own works. Okay, this was a silly little skit here. But imagine, multiply that by mega trillions of souls. Would you want to go to heaven? That would be a terrible place. Bickering and fighting. See, but this false concept of salvation by works, it's fully embedded in almost every culture. This way of thinking is one of the main reasons people are apathetic about Jesus, why they don't care, and why, actually why many people in the church don't even tell others about Jesus. Which brings us to the next type of work, and that's evil works. The ruler of the kingdom of the air is Satan. And it says here, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. When people are dead in their sins, they don't have any power to resist Satan. Instead, they follow the values of the world. Think Hollywood. They're disobedient to God. They want to gratify the flesh. They follow the desires and thoughts of the flesh. Just look at the internet. Satan never stops working. Our God says rest. Isn't that awesome? Our God says rest. Satan never stops working. When we follow Satan's values, we automatically, if we're going towards Satan or the values of the world, we automatically move away from God. That is exactly what he wants. These are evil works, and he never stops. These are very evil. But the good news is, God is greater. Amen? God is good. Remember that when Adam and Eve worked in the garden, all their work was good. And we can see in this verse... Because of his great love for us, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Amen. God is loving. He is full of mercy. And mercy is we deserve something. We're guilty. And God says, I'll take it away. Just imagine, God could have and would have been totally justified after Adam and Eve messed up to say, you know, scrap this, throw it away, we'll start again. But he didn't. He said, I believe in you. And he sent Jesus. He made the plan. God is rich in mercy. Ironically, grace cannot exist without works. Have you thought of that? We have to have work. For example, it's Mother's Day. Moms always work. So I'm going to show you an example of grace. I want to give every mother here a free lunch. Is that okay? Are you for that? Oh, wait a minute. That's too much of a response. Uh, Actually, I'm not a pastor here. Travis is the pastor, and his credit card is really, really healthy right now. Okay. So that was a joke, finally. What triggered my reaction? Okay. I can't pay that. I can't pay that. You know what? Even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it. But grace... In order to give grace, 
someone has to pay, <laughs> right? In order to pay, someone has to work. That's the, the, uh, the irony of grace. Does that make sense? Here's an example. Here's an example. By the way, I have these new shoes. How do you like these shoes? Let's say I wanted to buy myself some new shoes, which I did, actually. But I wanted to surprise myself. Give myself grace, okay? So I work hard. I buy these shoes. And, uh, you know, I wrap it up. I hide in the closet. And I pop out and say, surprise! And I say, wow. How did I know? Thank me. I'm welcome. You can't do that. It doesn't work. Can we call this grace? No, it's not grace. Grace is someone is working and paying and giving to somebody else. We cannot give ourselves grace. A drowning person cannot save himself. What does a drowning person need to be saved? Someone from outside, okay? And what does that outside person need to have? Two things. Has to be willing and has to be able. Jesus was willing because of love, and he was able because he was the Savior. There are many requirements, actually, to be the grace-giving Savior. It's not just, he died on the cross for my sins. You know, we as Christians, we just say that. How, why are you a Christian? Well, he died, I believe in Jesus. He died on the cross for my sins. Jesus had to be 100% human. He had to be 100% God. He had to fulfill all the Old Testament prophecies. There's so many things he had to do. This was Jesus' work. And because he worked, we don't have to work. That's grace. He did all the work on the cross. We just receive it. Someone had to work, and that was Jesus. Now that we understand what this means, I want to go back to that TV show. Oops, here comes the angel. He's looking at me. That's my real name. Did you know there's sarcastic angels in heaven? <laughs> oh, how did I die? I work with international students. We're at the Blue Mountains, and they wanted me to be in on the selfie. We're a little bit to the edge, a little too much at the edge, and we fell down, and that's why I'm here. But you know what? I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. There's nothing I, I did. Actually, I shamed... Myself, I've shamed God. There's no reason I should be in heaven. So, Mr. Angel, I don't know why I'm here. Except for one reason. Jesus died for me. He paid the price for me. And that's the only reason I'm here. If you're a believer in Jesus, I think we're all going to say the same thing, don't you? No boasting. No boasting. If there's going to be any sort of boasting at all in heaven... We're going to be boasting in God. We're going to be saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for having to live this life where you are totally misunderstood as a child, totally misunderstood as a young adult, misunderstood as an adult. You had to die for us. You did all the work for me. I did nothing except receive your grace. We're all going to sound like that. And because of that, heaven is going to be a wonderful place. It's going to be full of humble people who know exactly their relationship to God. There will be no boasting in heaven. But what, is that it, though? Do we just kind of get in and cruise through life? Is that what we're doing? Of course we're not. See, Satan's system says people have to do good works 
to be saved, to go to heaven. Jesus' way is the opposite. We know we can't do anything to be saved, but after we're saved, something interesting happens. Let's look at this last verse. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our good works are not a means to get into heaven, but it's an ongoing result of salvation. It's a perfect system where we give honor to God. We don't give honor to ourselves. At the very moment we give up trying to save ourselves and accept God's rescue from spiritual death, we're forgiven, we're saved from our sins and its eternal consequences. We receive God's Holy Spirit, and His Spirit switches on our spirits. And this begins the transformation. Some people change you know, pretty drastically on the front end. Others people change slowly. But one thing is for sure. If you know Jesus in your heart, you will change. You will change. From selfish to helpful. From stingy to generous. From uncaring to loving the unlovable. These are the works of God that work through us, not so that we can get into heaven, but it's a result of God's salvation through us. Praise God. These are just a few of the things that will happen. So if you're a Christian, thank God for Jesus, okay? Remember where you came from. It's really important. Remember where you came from. Where were we before we met Jesus? And to give him extra thanks. Perhaps some people here may not be Christians or you're not sure. Sometimes we're not sure. I'd really uh, encourage you to talk to one of the staff. I'm available as well. And just chat about it. Or maybe write a comment card and say, I'd like to talk to somebody in the church about this. It's important. As we go to honor our mothers and grandmothers today, let's also remember to give honor to God. And thank him for doing the work of grace so that we could be saved. Let's pray. Father God, again, we want to just thank you for sending your son so that we could have a relationship with you. Lord, we know where we came from. And we know that we don't deserve anything. But everything that we have through you, Lord, is because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that it's by grace we've been saved through faith, and it's not of ourselves. And so, Lord, with this grace, help us, Lord, to express that grace to other people as well. And we just want to give you thanks that through you, Lord, and through your Holy Spirit, we can do it, and we'll do it today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.